Welcome back for another episode. As part of my aim to end homophobia in sport, I'm putting together an Out Athlete series. This series will interview athletes that have come out the closet and are still competing in their sport. I'm going to find out a little bit more about them, about how their journey was and what their experiences were like, both as an athlete that was in the closet and then an athlete that has come out of the closet and also their coming out experience. Today, I was fortunate enough to catch up with a very good friend, Jamie Carroll, who is an openly out 10 pin bowler and was the person behind the Pride Monarchs team, which were the first Pride team in the national 10 pin bowling competition. I'm your host, Dion Alexander, Mr. Gay Pride Australia 2022, and you are listening to Our Pride by Mr. Gay Pride Australia. Hello fam and welcome. I'm today joined by a very good friend, Jamie Carroll, who has actually got all of this all started. It was all your fault, Jamie. Yeah, uh, right. You sent me a link a long, long time oh, ago. That's right. yes. <laughs> yeah. um, Mr. Gay Pride Australia application link and you said to me that I should apply. Um, yes. And I was thinking at the time, maybe I shouldn't, but <laughs> here we are now and all of this has unfolded. So I have to thank you firstly, publicly for that. Chicken dinner. Chicken dinner, <laughs> winner, winner, chicken dinner. Um, I'm joined with Jamie today as part of an out athlete um, series that I'm looking to put together. Um, so Jamie is a 10 pin bowler, a fellow South Australian as well, um, and was the person that first introduced a pride team at a national 10 pin bowling competition. Um, so obviously thank you, Jamie, for doing all of that. That's fine. <laughs> My pleasure. <laughs> um, today I wanted to get a little bit more of Jamie's backstory, um, a little bit about his journey, um, what's like being an out athlete and then talk a little bit more about the Pride Monarchs, uh, who were the bowling team. Um, so I think guess just to, to start off, um, tell me a little bit more about yourself. Tell the listeners a little bit more about yourself. Me? Um, so I grew up in Adelaide um, and moved here when I was 21, 22. So I've been here for over 30 years. I'm not just a black <laughs> And um, I'm very happy here and I've got a very established group of friends and had my own business for a long time. I'm a graphic designer. Um, so yeah, I've had a very kind of, you know, life's been pretty good to me. me. Yep. And I'm kind of um, taking up bowling five years ago because I think it's good to have a hobby, yep. you know, and especially I'm getting a bit older and I, you know, I think there's something to, you know, fill your time and keep you occupied. Stop you being cranky. Yeah. Although it makes it pretty cranky. Any sport. It's like golf, you know. It's as frustrating as golf, I've been told by a lot of people. So, Yes, yeah. it uh, definitely is very frustrating. It is. And it keeps you away from your loving partner as well. It does. It does. He actually came to watch me on the weekend for the first time in a long time. And he said, it's too cold in these places to watch people. Like, okay, fair enough. <laughs> My sister also came to watch me and she said, oh, it's like golf. It takes forever. There's a lot of equipment. And everyone's really frustrated. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> so yeah, and whatever. I, I live in live in the city, which is actually not handy for temp in bowling because it's not. <laughs> but when I finished juniors, my last year was around the corner in Russia Colors, but now that's some, you know, apartment building. Yes, yes. <laughs> very expensive ones. And um, yes, yeah, so I've got to drive a long way to get to bowling, and yeah, so it does require a level, excuse me, a level of commitment. commitment. Yeah. So, but I'm willing to put that in. Awesome. So, yeah. so you started bowling when you were quite young, didn't you? Nine or ten. Yep. So and was kind of coached 
from very early on. Yep. Like they used to kind of scout around and as your, your dad's a coach and then they yes. look for the, you know, the talent. And um, yes, yeah, so I was really lucky. I kind of got taken under the wing of um, some really, really kind of caring sort of people. And I had some really good friends when I was a kid in bowling. It was a very, 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 very positive experience. Awesome. So, so um, to kind of be good at something when you're a kid. Yes. Not that I was like, painfully shy or anything but it definitely turned me from a you know sort of quietish 14 year old to a very brash confident 18 year old <laughs> 18 year old then the next year i came out so that's a wow yeah. so um you represented south australia at the time I in did. president shield didn't you we yes. swapped stories i was the captain in 1986 <laughs> and you were born in 1988 <laughs> but you were also the captain very True. long time after <laughs> so yeah 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 and um I used to travel a lot and um, I actually left school. I left in the middle of year 12 because, like, I had to choose. Like, yep. all the time taken up by bowling was affecting my grades and I'm, like, intrinsically so competitive that I couldn't finish year 12 if I didn't get a fantastic mark. So I just didn't finish it. <laughs> it's as simple as that. Um, but, yeah, it, it, I was very, very devoted to it. And then a year later, I wasn't bowling anymore. Well, yep. So when you were bowling, were you openly out? No. No. Did you know about your sexuality at that stage? Tell us a little bit more about uh, your head around that. Well, it's, do you know what? It's so long ago and it's so – I kind of remember having – being more sort of not confused but being more aware that I had like homosexual tendencies <laughs> yep. when I was much younger, you yep. know, like 13 to 14. Yep. But then I think there was that, that age where you hit where you're like, okay, I'm a teenager now. I've got to have like the right hair. I've got to do all those teenage things. I've got to, yep. you know, and I came from a pretty simple background. So, um, yeah, there wasn't a lot of kind of cash being thrown around. To, not that I was spoiled everything, but I did really like to present a certain view right. of myself. Yep. And that included having pretty girlfriends, yep. you know. So, yeah, I think I still had a girlfriend up until I was... 18? Yep. So, yeah. No, because I, when, I, when I did come out, I, was, I had just started my first year of um, adult competition, which yep. we used to call seniors. Yes. But now seniors is a very different thing. <laughs> over 50. And now I'm senior. So. Anyway, yeah. So well, hang on. Well, we've got to put it back. You can be over 45 in some of them. In some of them, yes. Yes. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> give yeah. you a few years back there. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I guess was there a, a time when you were a junior, um, obviously came out post that, so when you were 18, was it a time when you were a junior when you thought about telling anyone in the sport or? No. No. And was there a reason behind? Uh, it was 1980, it was mid-1980s. Yep. Just wasn't. Like I've got a 15-year-old nephew. Yes. And his best friend at school is gay. And I yep. said, when, when did he come out? And he said, oh, he's just always been gay. I was like, no. <laughs> like, so I, I, think, I think all those sort of big markers aren't as kind of defined right. anymore. Yep. yep. So um, what was your question again? I was just about like whether you had thoughts of coming out. Oh, right. No, no, no. Yeah. No, sorry. Um, no, not really. And I, look, I, I, and I really tried not to harbour any sort of, you know, feelings towards yep. other boys. I was I always had really good friends, really close male friends. Always have had. I haven't necessarily been gay, and I, I've always kind of held that in such high regard that yep. I think you know, just things turn off. off. Yeah. So um, you know, and I, yeah, it's 
as I said, it was the eighties. It wasn't like as easy as, you know, just kind of rocking up one day. It was yep. a big decision. It was yep. like a really big decision and it was very scary. So um, it had it involved a lot of strategy and so, yeah. So um, no, I waited until I finished juniors. I think yes. it had something to do with, because I was quite, like, I'm say, I was quite popular as a kid. Yep. And um, I loved it. I just loved, I loved the social side of bowling as much as I loved kind of the, the competition side. And um, yeah, I think maybe I just thought, I don't want to be you know, pitied or, you know, I don't want that, like, oh, I, you know, it's kind of, it seems really sort of conceited, but it was a bit off brand. Yes. Not, not, not in terms of, you know, I didn't really care about how I was perceived in terms of sexuality yeah, or yes. masculinity or all that sort of thing. That didn't really bother me too much, but it was a big change. You know, especially I, back, especially back then. Yeah, and I'd gone through all this time, really kind of liking who I was. Yeah, it was like, oh, well, I like that new person. Person, yes, so, yeah. Which is unfortunate because I, I did kind of get a lot better as a junior, and I was, well, I was quite competitive at the yep. end, and I was lucky enough to get taken away to all these amazing coaching clinics and stuff like that. And had I kept going, I, you know, I imagine I still would have kept kept the trajectory. Yeah, so. You know, it's sort of, I always wonder about that, but yep. it's not like, it's not like life didn't go well because yes. I wasn't bowling. Yep. Life was fine. I had a great time as a young person and I was too busy to bowl, to be off, to be perfectly honest. I was kind of out and about. And, and I, you know, I did get involved in the community quite early. I, when I moved to Sydney, I was working for Mardi Gras within a few years and I was on lots of committees and things. So I've always been sort of involved in stuff, yep. you know. So um, there's just... Maybe not wasn't enough room for, you know, organized sport, sport, sport in yep. this term in this um, situation. Bowling. Yeah. Do you think that um, you know the not being open with your sexuality at the time did that potentially contribute to your decision to cut off bowling, or is it more just a whole life thing? So you're saying if I had maybe decided to come out at sixteen or something and. Because you, you make a, ju a jump from juniors to so, adult competition, and yes. never, never the train did meet back. No. From, like you weren't allowed to earn money as a junior, you weren't allowed to compete in adult competitions. Now there's a lot more blur, and Correct. I just wonder whether it was you know it wasn't like I, could, I have to get, jump from this pond yep. into this lake. Yes. You know, yeah, it was, and maybe maybe if everyone was conditioned, was used to. You know, the new me. me yeah. Because that's how a lot of people did treat it in those days. It was like yep. you're a different person. Yeah. I remember someone, she was quite prominent. She was very, very prominent. And she was a quite a good friend of mine. And she said, oh, how's the new lifestyle? And I thought, she was a bit of a card. She's a funny chick. But I didn't take her for a while. I was very sensitive to it. This was after I came out, when yes. I was kind of still hanging around and bowling a bit. Feeling very uncomfortable, mind you. And, yeah, so it's kind of... When you're feeling that uncomfortable, your 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 sensitivities up here. Yep. Anything that anyone says, like I had, there's one guy I, I was convinced was behaving quite in a quite hostile way towards me. But then you know, fast forward 30, 35 years, he's he sent me all these like old records and letters <laughs> and and result sheets. I don't know where he got them from. Um, and I, I just just so love. I didn't ask him. He just sent them to me. It was a Facebook thing and. I thought, wasn't oh, that nice? I thought maybe I was, maybe I had it all wrong. Wrong, you know. Yep. But as I say, it was everything's changed, and everyone's perceptions towards you know, us has changed. Change, most yep. most people's. So yeah, it's hard to 
kind of hard to tell. Would would I have been safe? Yeah, I'm not. Sh- I don't know. You know, I'm not. I don't think I would have been in any sort of physical harm, but no. emotional harm definitely. Yeah, so. and I think look like, <laughs> before you, <laughs> it's ingrained in visceral there. response, isn't it? <laughs> um, probably just want to pick up like you did say that you were you know not feeling the best about it. Um, particularly, you come out, you were starting bowling. Um, in what was called seniors, what we commonly know now as adults, um, and you know, obviously that interaction with um, that person, how you, it has your new lifestyle, and it wasn't all sitting well with you. Yeah. Um, did, like I, you know, potentially think that might have been, but did you feel like at that stage that you know, yes, I've I've come out, I'm open about my sexuality now, but there's not really a place for me here. Did you feel sort no, of there on the outer? Was, there definitely wasn't a place. Yeah. There was, there was lots of women who, they weren't out, but they were couples. Yes. You know, it was really strange. And they were, you know, and they were, they were quite in, in the upper echelons of the sport. And one of them was my coach and her and her partner. They'd been together for years. And I just used to think, like, are they, they're lesbians, aren't they? Is <laughs> the only one in the room that's going to say the word? But you know, it was the same days you had Elton John and Boyd George and Freddie Mercury running around pretending they were bisexual sure, or yeah. asexual, or not that there's anything wrong with those two things, but they certainly were homosexual. Sure, yeah. So it was kind of that whole again. It's that like, oh, well, no one else is willing to put a name on this. This, yeah. So it kind of felt like I had to. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> we got a special hello. guest appearance here. Hello. Um, it was kind of about all of that being, like, I was going to be the first. There was a man a bit older. I thought he was older. He was probably 35. You know? yeah. <laughs> and, Perception back then, right? <laughs> and he was clearly gay. Um, but I, it was not like I felt I could talk to him. I didn't know him that well. Well, yeah. But, um, yeah, it was like, again, I just thought, does anyone, I didn't want people to talk about it, but I did want people to acknowledge Acknowledge it it, you know so yeah it was yeah i think maybe that whole idea about i would have had to have been because because i'm sort of you know i'm a fairly sort of out there kind of person yep um it was you know i couldn't have just flown under the radar oh by the way have you heard you know jamie's gay it wouldn't be that it'd be headline jamie's gay (laughs) you know which yeah i wasn't up for and as well i was you know you stop so much happens around that age yes you, you're finishing school at the time, you know, in, in bowling, if you're a junior, you'd know this, those last few years, it's like fever pitch. You're, you, you, you're everywhere all at once, you know. If you're doing well, you know, people want a bit of you. And yep. it's fantastic, but it takes up a lot of time. And then, you know, then you have to sort of start paying for things yourself and, you know, you might start moving out about that time. And the money, the money thing was Huge. a big part of yes. it. Um, things were expensive back then. I know things are expensive now, but things like, Bowling balls and airfares were like not priced too differently than they are now. Yeah, which sounds crazy, but they weren't. It was ex- it still is an expensive sport, but it, it used to seem very, very expensive, expensive especially yeah. the travel, especially from Adelaide. You know, yeah, it's not like you could drive everywhere. Well, I think too, like most of the tournaments are on the eastern seaboard, so um, it makes it very prohibitive to drive. Like yeah, Melbourne, you you can, but. 
um, especially when we start talking about Sydney and then going up to Queensland and that sort of thing. Yeah. Um, that was, yeah, it was always a big expense I for a, me in bowling as well was the I travel. I got a bus but... to Queensland once. Oh, God. It was revolting. <laughs> yeah. I woke up, I woke up, I'd fallen asleep and I'd, I'd squashed a fly on the window and I sat up and my friend Jay's like, oh, you got something in your face, mate. And I thought, oh, this is horrible. You know, it was... No one should have to get a bus to Brisbane. No, well, I remember my first junior nationals, we got a bus to Canberra, and that was bad enough. Mm. I think we bussed all through the night as well. I think it's about 19 hours or so to Canberra. I can't remember, in a bus. And um, we'd gone overnight, and then that day we were bowling squads. And it was just horrendous. I think I was... Been ten at the Call time. Call child protection. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously, that, that came with me. It's funny. Mum and dad used to be driving her lessons. Campbell was always perceived as drivable. Yep. Sydney, oh, no <laughs> it's like three hours more. We'd already driven, you know, four hundred ninety-eight to get there. Might as well just go a little bit further. I, I was always just like, give me the Sydney, give me the Sydney. I had always, I had always like been very curious about Sydney. I yep. think because I knew what it was like. Yes, it was showbiz and yep, you know. I loved all that. That's why I mean I live in King's Cross. So I can yeah. see the old Sydney Townhouse there. You know, that's where they always hang out. I kind of like the the vibe. And I always, you know, when I started coming up here for holidays, and I was kind of you know, eighteen, nineteen, it did like start to pull drag me drag in. you in, yeah. Which again, that was, and once I got here, I could barely afford to pay rent and <laughs> run a car. I, had to, I bought my car with me. I didn't have it for long. But I barely had money for anything else. You know, Sydney's expensive. expensive. Yes. So, like bowling, I bought all my stuff with me, but um, all my stuff in those days to bowl was re-bowling balls, <laughs> and I thought that was excessive. <laughs> <laughs> it was excessive. Now you've got that many plus. I don't know. You know many three many got... spare bags of bowling balls in. <laughs> Which bothers me from a. Uh, like an environmental point of view, I yep. say. All these people are giving you bowling balls all the time. I think, the easiest things to throw out either, are they? Not really. <laughs> That's the one little thing I have thought about you know, getting some sort of initiative. Together. Yep. What to do with old bowling balls and then seems too hard. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I digress. <laughs> um, I suppose I wanted to, you know, obviously you had a, a long gap then in bowling and you said you picked it up five years ago. Um, so it was. 32 years. 32 year gap in your bowling career. Um, you've come back, been sort of welcomed by the sport again uh, yeah. from, you know, what all the stuff that I can see on social media and my relationship with, I've got with people in the, the bowling industry. Um, and then started a Pride Monarchs team to go to the Nationals. So that was the first Pride team that we've ever had in a national bowling competition. Um, and probably one of the first Pride teams that there were that went into a national competition of any sort in Australia. Um, which you know, was fully sponsored. But which is absolutely amazing. I want to know, like, how did that come about? You just asked what, people. Just, <laughs> <laughs> it's that easy. Because <laughs> I know I had a lot of, not resistance, but uh, during the marriage quality campaign, you know, I was quite close with the CEO of um, Tempin Bowling Australia at the time, the national sporting body, and I sort of asked, you know, is TBA willing to... You know, take a stance and make a statement on this and it was very much you know, as individual people we are supportive but as a board and as a senior management we won't make really? a statement on it yes when was that so that was 2017 um okay. so to see a pride 
team last year at the national championships just warmed my heart. Mm. Um, I, like, oh, good. How did you? What was the thinking behind it? And how did you sort of come up with? I'm going to do it. I'm going to have this Pride Monarchs team. I've been thinking about this, and I've just remembered what in twenty. So there's a state to state competition explained to the punters, punters. called Rockway. It's not spelt like that. It's R A C H U I G. It's very, you know, unfortunately it's not so much anymore, but it was very prestigious. Yeah. So the, you know, as kids, down on I would bowl President Shield, and then you know it'd be expected once you get to adults, you would you know represent your state in Rockway, and so a couple of years after I take. Took up bowling here. I made the New South Wales Rockquake team. Yep. Not many people tried out. I didn't care. I still got a blue shirt, whatever. And I was in the seniors team as well. Neither of those teams went to Tasmania because of COVID. Yep. It was very upsetting. So I kind of like, oh, I'm bowling it. And then um, I think, I don't know if I, I'm on the New South Wales committee. And I don't know if I got on that committee before and I thought it wasn't appropriate if I was putting my name up to be on the team. Okay, yep. Anyway, so I decided, um, I did a bit of asking around, um, spoke to uh, like lovely people like Michael Craig. Yep. And I think I'd met Madeline by then. And I thought, okay, we've got like myself and two good bowlers and we should be able to call a fairly good team together. And then 2022, some, I had some family stuff. I didn't go forward with it, but they'd approved the idea, the people okay. who, who ran the franchise competition. And then, yeah, then we, the next year, um, just everything fell into place. Like we're, like a, 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 this woman called Romani Brooks. Thank you, Romani. I'm still very grateful for her Shout generosity. She, um, she gave us some commission. We did, my partner and I had sold a property and she last off $5,000 for the oh, entry wow. fee for the team. Um, which was going in her pocket, and she gave it to us to get at least their entry fees paid, and yep. we sort of got some other sponsors, some clients, and whatnot. And um, yeah, so I thought, okay, let's do it. And they, um, yep, we did it. That's awesome. So yeah, it was it was it was interesting. And there were a couple of people who I spoke to, um, and the response from one of them was. Some people didn't like the idea of the new rock way because it was a bit sort of, you yep. know, it's not traditional. So I totally get that. That was fine. But there was there was one person, and I've spoken to him about this, I think. <laughs> but because Madeline was going to bowl on the team. Madeline is a trans woman who was on our team. Um, this person said, oh, I didn't, I, I just think it's going to be controversial. And I just said, but that's the point. Yeah. And I, it was kind of, he's a different generation to me. He's probably... 25 years younger than me. Yep. And I just thought, oh gosh, is that, is that normal thinking for like a younger gay man? I don't, I don't know. That's very like, that's quite weird as well because I would have thought that we we're moving into a more accepting time frame than you know, what it was when particularly However, when you grew up and when I grew up. It was controversial. Yeah, it was. <laughs> it was messy. And I think, I, I, I thought back and I thought, you know what? Maybe he was onto something. something yeah. You know, he's a, he's a very high level bowler and he's a great guy and i just thought maybe he was being wise you know which is hard to sort of like acknowledge Knowledge, yep it's you know it's kind of conflicting so. but i think too like yes it was going to cause a bit of a stir um but at some stage too like i look at everything that sort of changed the way 
that we are as a society and that's brought about controversy and like you know for the first mardi gras yeah march was a it was a protest people got thrown in jail correct yeah um so i always look at that um you know look through history sitting on your hair published their names yes. never all forget of <laughs> all of them never forget. <laughs> however left they want to try and present themselves now. yeah <laughs> in the vault um so i think that there's always going to be a level of controversy around um that sort of thing when you're making change and making inroads uh what i'd be keen to know was like was the team accepted from all the other teams in the competition and yeah. the administration yeah it looked there were- there are a few people who are a bit sort of funny, but that was more about skill. Like, are you good enough to be in this? Yeah. You know? <laughs> it was directed towards me, I have to say. <laughs> I didn't perform very well. I was a bag of nerves. I was, it was very stressful. Like, on the ground there, it was really, really stressful. Yep. And that had a bit to do with some of the, the, the guys on our team whose behaviour was a bit on, on the nose. Yep. And, you know, I, I kind of thought, not only can you not walk past that standard of behaviour yep. because it's akin to accepting it, but unfortunately, especially in a situation like that, we have to hold ourselves to a higher level, yep. you know, and that's just the way it is. It's kind of not entirely fair, but it's it's better than not being a part of things, yep. I guess. It's yep. one of the trade-offs. Anyway, but um, no, they were pretty good. They were really good. There, there was a little bit of... Um, how do I put this? S- Sexualisation yep. of gay men. Yep. You know, which, for now, for now, it was fine for a while, but it's like... Oh, Got to be that old real quick. Yeah, very quick. But no, pretty well, well received very well. Good. Uh, yeah. Now you said we flogged a few good teams oh, good. as well. Yeah. Good. <laughs> <laughs> That'll put them back in their place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> We bowled much better when I got rid of the other guys, and I didn't had no idea they were really stressed out. out. Yeah, so um, that was interesting. So. Especially, I think there would have been a heightened level of stress um, within the team just from what you were doing, like you, you know, yeah, wearing pride colours all throughout the competition. Yeah, um, it was all a bit. <gasps> yep, <gasps> for three days. days yeah. I mean, it's pretty intense anyway. Those sort of competitions, it's like you've got to get up early. You're bowling all day. It's hot. You don't eat properly. It's, yep, it's just like. <gasps> And then having all that on top of it was just a bit... Mm, a bit too much? Yeah. I cried at the end. <laughs> cried at the end of everything, though. <laughs> you made it. You did it. You had the first... We, we did it, yeah. First, um, you know, LGBTQI plus team, a pride team, international competition, which yeah. is fabulous. And you said before there was a little bit of controversy. I believe that did surround um, the trans athlete, yes. Madeline Fitzroy. Um, tell me through some of the struggles with uh, Madeline so Madeline, so I used to play juniors with Madeline. Um, she was a, ooh, a year or two younger than me. Yep. And as you know, as a junior, that's that, that's twenty years when you're seventeen. <laughs> so I, didn't, I didn't know Madeline back then that well. Um, although she had a scorecard that said she beat me like two fifty eight to two fifty seven. Like, where did you get that from? <laughs> Good on you. Good for you. Um, and she um, was introduced to me by um, Bree McPherson. Yep. Who unfortunately doesn't bowl anymore. No. Um, and she's a fantastic bowler and a very nice girl, lady, woman. Um, and um, but, 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 but she joined um, our team. So in, in like the men's team are allowed to have 
women bowl on the yep. team. So there was no big deal about that. There was no sort of question about that. However, after the teams event, there's a singles event called the Masters, which is not an age thing. It's a it's a format thing. Um, and naturally, she had Madeline, and up, up before then, Madeline had been bowling in, she's over 50 like me, so she bowls in seniors events. She had bowled in some um, senior events in the female division, and she had bowled in some open events in the female division. So there was, a, as you know, there was a, a tournament that you were presiding over where yep. the, the, the decision had to be made. Yeah. And you did your due diligence and, and it, the, the precedent sort of stood. Unfortunately, they haven't made a call on it yet, but everyone's happy with the situation, yes. including Madeline. Yes. She understands the complexities of it. She's, anyway, so unfortunately, the event organisers, because our, our national competition was sold to private event um, organisers. Or planners, yeah. Yeah, and um, who had like a lot of sway down in Tasmania and they had a lot of money and uh, it cost a lot of money to enter the competition as well, might I add. Um, but the, it was husband and wife team. The wife, um, Ashley, she's quite open about it and she had a lot to say about it publicly. Um, who's a very nice woman for someone who's politics do not align with mine i i get along very well, with well her. i think she's yeah. a very nice woman and her husband's a very lovely man as well and um but her views on trans women in sport were look let's just say they aligned with a lot of her views on a lot of things which was from a certain kind of playbook <laughs> yeah <laughs> um and to her credit she was totally open and to madeline about talking about it and um I think they had to come around. Yep. Like, I think when you sign contracts for government-funded events, there's a, I, we do tenders at work, and I know there's a whole lot of stuff you have to sign about discrimination and that kind of stuff. So she was treading on thin ice. But it was pretty distressing. Yes. You know, and, and you know, I'm going to be really frank here. I'm probably saying too much, but one of our team members, one of the team members I asked, go home who was our manager you know said oh it doesn't really matter if madeline wears a skirt or not she'll just have to wear pants if if they kick up too fast and i said she is not wearing pants she is not madeline had told me her story one and we've become quite good friends she told me her story and how it all happened and one of the big things is she went wanted to bowl in a skirt it sounds really simple but she just wants to bowl in a skirt you know as a woman well she is a woman and um I just thought, oh, no, 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 you can't take the no. skirt away. No. No, that's not good. Anyway, she ended up bowling in the open women's competition and did really well. Like, she came third, which is it's amazing. Kind of one of the, it's probably the most prestigious tournament on in that the, sort of Correct. Kind. And um, she came third. And I've got to say, it really is challenging when you're kind of fighting so hard for something and then you're kind of like, okay, we got, we made it. And you're, you're in the arena and you're like, oh, well, do I want to win? That's going to attract a lot of attention. attention yeah. Of course I wanted to win, but it's most challenging. And it's sad that those thoughts come to mind, and I oh, dare say they'll come to, to Madeline too, and I'd love to uh, speak to Madeline one day on the podcast too. <laughs> a bit was, of a segue. It's horrible. <laughs> Which would be great because um, I think and it's just you show the innocence of what she wanted to do there. Like I just want to bowl in a, a skirt. Like that's yeah. like I just want to compete as a woman. Yeah is all she wants to do. Um, and I just think that people that want to deny that just probably need to open their eyes a little bit. But yeah. there's you know, a lot of stigma that goes around 
these sorts of things. And I know that um, you know, trans women particularly, inclusion in women's sport is highly politicized. Yeah. Um, I don't think that anyone does near enough research into what is making a significant difference to performance or not. Yeah. Uh, I mean, at the end of the day, you know, we speak from a competitor standpoint, we don't want anyone to have an unfair advantage no. um, for, for no reason. But Well, they let people bowl two-handed, didn't they? <laughs> yeah. They've got an advantage. <laughs> I think there's a history through sport where you look at things and you just think, why is this being blown up to be such an issue compared well, it's to conflated. Unfortunately, like lots of things these days that unfortunately involve minorities, yep. like the yes vote, there's a whole lot of stuff brought in to complicate the argument. It's like... Like I personally believe that the yes, put a few noses out of joint here, was a very simple question. Yes. It was very simple. It became very complicated the more time people had to pick at it. The, the whole trans women in sport thing, is it's kind of similar to that. It mm. kind of brings, you know, the, the, um, the woman in Tasmania, as she was, you know, talking about, oh, I do the same to protect my daughters. And I was like, what? You know, and then... It's about, you know, using the toilet. It's about wearing a skirt. It's about power. You yep. know, has she got more power? And people, when I talk about this with people, people are like, oh, is it a power game? I said, yes, but there's lots of women out there who can generate as much power as Madeline can. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, and not unfortunately, but it just happens that Madeline has quite a powerful, powerful technique, shot. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But... You know, that's, I don't, I'm a speed dominant player, but we achieve fairly similar results. So there's more than one way to skin a cat. It's that kind of game. 100%. Um, and, you know, what she's had to go through and like her, you know, when she, watching her perform in those really kind of tense sort of moments, um, she just, she seems to elevate a bit yep. most of the time. Yeah, I've seen her when she doesn't, and it's you know she gets really upset. There's a lot going on. She's fantastic. She's like, she she's I think she, I don't know. She's learned how to channel it. And yeah, it was a really, it was. She did very well in, in another tournament this yep. year, like another very prestigious tournament, and it was again like oh, I just gotta win. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> and I think that's the unfortunate thing too that we look at because um, a lot of the time people won't complain if you're coming middle of the pack, middle of the field. Oh, shit, no. But as soon as you start winning, go for it. (laughs) As soon as you start winning, that's when people start to really irk up and and start to make comments. So, you know, I think um, that her being successful now is probably going to bring up another conversation. Um, Our our sport, I have to say, generally has been, I'm going to rate them as magnificent. Yep. Especially in the senior ranks. I just thought, whoa, this, this is not going to end well. Well, no. I just don't know. It's kind of you, with anything like that, you reach a tipping point. There's a yep. certain amount of people who are okay with it. And some of the people who are okay with it, that's kind of they have more weight and yep. suddenly okay. And it's all fine. However, can be taken away. It can. So. But it's really refreshing to hear that, particularly from an older demographic because we're talking about seniors talking about over 45s who wouldn't have been raised with you know 
let alone gay and lesbian people being accepted part of society like a, a trans athlete then and a trans woman athlete competing in a female event that would have been a, a massive big faux pas and it would have been off limits so yeah to hear that that she's been embraced by that demographic and it is in them great they have embraced they're like yep. the ladies love it they're you know they've they've been and they're they're genuine. They're they're really warm towards her. They've they've been fantastic. You know, there's just some people who are cold, but oh, they're cold yeah. to everyone. Yes, <laughs> you can't take that personally. So yeah, that's it's been really good. It's awesome. Um, just to piggyback off of that, how have you found your experience now as you've come back into the sport? Potentially, I believe would be bowling against some of the people that you did when you were a junior or started to go into seniors? Not many. Not many. But the ones that are left are yep. very, very good. Yep. They're really good, which makes me think, damn, I should have stopped. <laughs> um, but that whole thing about, oh, you know, no one really cares unless you're doing well. Yeah. Last sort of two sort of years ago, when I'm sort of, because, like, you know, I've, I've kind of had to start from scratch. Correct. I'm still trying to get better. I've done a lot of work and I'm, I'm, I've, I've gotten a lot better. Um, still got a way to go, but when you do, you know, start to get noticed, people, it's harder to harder to please some people. You do get noticed more. Not all of yep. that attention is good. Yes. Had that, uh, had I been experiencing that when I first started back, I would have mistaken that for homophobia. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. It actually has nothing to do with that, especially because I entered seniors and that, like, they all know who's coming up, who's going to age out into seniors. They all, and it's like, well, you're not meant to be here. Who are you? I turned up literally when I was 50. Like, no, there's enough room for you. <laughs> you <laughs> didn't matter who I was. No. <laughs> so, fix that though. <laughs> so, yeah, but I think, you know, organised sport is a very particular beast. Yep. It's, it's lots of people complaining. Uh, <laughs> lots of passionate people. Uh, lots of stories about, you know, money going astray and all yep. these sorts of yep. crazy <laughs> myths. So, yeah, it's um, it's it's a complicated environment. But, and you, yep. Yeah, so you can't get you can't get some of that stuff mixed up with people being yeah like targeting you personally. Yes. So, yeah. Uh, I love that. Sort of, you hear these stories now, and it's probably similar to you know my own stories. You know, I host a, a nationally ranked event um, that sort of, hopefully, I think led the way for Madeline's inclusion in the women's events. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I did receive a phone call from the national body about her participating in my event, and I'm like, "Femme's got a problem with it. They can talk to me." And yeah. That sort of shut all all that down. So I was fortunate and glad that you know that did happen because uh, I think we need to afford people. The opportunities to be able to, to do these things and be comfortable in events. Yeah. Um, how do you sort of see, you know, the impact of the Pride Monarchs on potentially you know, wider sporting world? Um, do you think that potentially that it will lead to some change and other teams participating in other sports? Um, what if I don't know that we had that much profile? I don't know yep. if bowling has that much profile, unfortunately. Um, I wish it did, um, but um, uh, I don't know. I don't. I don't know a lot about other sports. Yep. Every, every sport seems to be quite particular in how 
It treats. Yes. It's uh, well, it's rainbow athletes. Yep. You know, we've we just saw, you know, the Matildas, and there was I don't know I don't watch that kind of news where it's going to be said. I don't watch much news at all anymore. (laughs) Um, You know, there was a bit of backlash, you know, about a lot of the girls, you know, having wives and girlfriends there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Which thankfully got squashed, but I I did raise a question like, was it their success that pushed that back? Yeah. Or was it the sport handling itself well? Yes. I I don't know. You know, there seems to be a lot more out female athletes than there are male. Yeah. And I don't believe that men stop playing sport when they come out. Yeah. Or when, sorry, if they're homosexual. Sure, yeah. You know, because obviously they haven't come out. Come out, no. Um, so that's a shame. Like, I don't know, you you and I are both huge AFL fans. Yes. There's no one, is there? No. There's that's, no openly gay male crazy. player. Crazy. Yeah. There's too many people. That's how many teams in that competition? You know, Eighteen. They've got twenty players a team. That's crazy. It's well, three hundred sixty people plus their roster will have about forty odd players in it. So five hundred people. There's not one gay man. That's not true. Well, there definitely is. <laughs> you know, one that's um. You know, was, that's a shame. It is a shame. That's probably one of the things that's led to. So the work that I've been doing, trying to end homophobia in sport, uh, in around trying to get a pride round rather than just the pride game uh, in the AFL. I still think that's important. Um, people sometimes think that, you know, having pride teams, having pride rounds is all just theatrics and it doesn't really do anything. But I think you can see in there's, there's studies that Vic Health did on the first pride game between St Kilda and Sydney um, just around how it changed attitudes and changed people's perception oh, of whether did? they okay. can be included in sport or not. Yeah. Because um, unfortunately... All the research you look through, there's out on the fields uh, studies that are done on you know, LGBTQI plus participation in sport. Uh, and it's very similar to what you've experienced is that you play organized sport to start with as a kid, might do that because you have well, to. Well, they all come through as kids, don't they? You don't yep. start it when you. No. Like people start bowling when they're 22 or 25, yep. and that can get good in a few years. Yes, yeah. Can't do that with other sports. No. No. Tennis as well. There's no, I don't know a, a gay tennis player. No. Um, I actually read, I actually read some story about, oh, it's a documentary. There was a, a gay German tennis player that, like, at the time of World War Two. It's really interesting. I'll send you the link to the. I have to find it's that. It's really interesting. It's really, um, and, but yeah, like, tennis. Queens love tennis. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I've seen a lot of good. Man, yeah, I, yeah. I, I played for a while in a social competition. Social. It was not social. It was highly competitive. <laughs> I think all social sport ends up being highly competitive. And um, yeah, it's like I follow. I'm a huge tennis fan. It's like, where's the gay man? Yep. Okay, there's, there's there's a few very high profile women who are out. One of them's Russian, which is particularly tricky for her. Correct. I thought it was incredibly. I don't want to use the word brave. I don't like that word. Um, Courageous, just, the same yeah. thing. But, you know, um, yeah, but no man, sport. The, the sport thing is very disappointing. Yes, but saying that, it has been good to see. There's a lot of game out gay men who bowl now. Yeah, and it's no big deal. 
and I, I love that. And um, some part of me thinks that it's got to do with it not being as high profile as well. So I think yeah. in the smaller sports, you're starting to see a lot more visibility yeah. and people are, are willing to come out, which is great. Um, and hopefully that'll then trickle into other sports because, I mean, your story, uh, Madeline's story, while not as accepting um, from, from everybody, you can see that these people, when they come out, and people from our community, when they come out, are actually being embraced yeah. by their sporting community. It, I'm pretty confident saying it will happen. Yeah, most of the time, it will it will happen. I don't think it's an if anymore. No, American pro bowling as well, men. Yes. Well, there was Scott Norton. Oh, I don't know who that is. So yeah, Scott Norton was an openly gay man on the professional bowling tour. Okay, thank you. But he was the YouTuber. probably the only one. Right. Um. Yeah, he'd be the only only. But you know, there's several. Liz yes. Johnson. Yep. Um, Shannon Plahowski. And they're not just like middling. They're like, no. they're like legends. They're the Correct. Great. We even yeah. look back at some of the, the greats in uh, female bowling and it was, you know, some of the big names in there were all openly yep. gay athletes. Yeah. Um, so I think definitely, hopefully a changing landscape. Um, I'm just so thankful that, you know, now that the bowling community has come around you, uh, supports you, I think definitely as well that the needle shifted on um, Madeline as well, which is great. And yeah. I just love hearing these positive stories. She was brave enough to be the first. She was. Yeah. She was. Yeah. And a trailblazer. Yeah. I have to say one one thing I got told that sort of didn't didn't upset me, but it sort of shocked me. I thought, do people still say that? Someone said to me recently, oh, well, you know, when I first met you, I had no idea. It's like, do you think that's a compliment? <laughs> I don't, I don't want to be perceived as straight and I don't want to be straight. So I kind of, I, I, I know where it's coming from, but yeah, it's not a compliment. <laughs> I don't want to pass. I don't know. Pass, I, don't know. You know. <laughs> anyway. uh, I don't know. Sometimes, sometimes maybe they think that it's a, well, that wasn't the most important thing about you. Uh, Correct. Yeah. It came from a good place, I think it came from but I hadn't heard place. it for a long yeah. time. It was a whole yeah. like, oh, such a waste. You know, that <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think when you, comp- <laughs> when you compare it back to um, attitudes from yeah. long ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think now it generally comes from a place of love and probably to open up a little bit more a conversation with you yes. around it all. Yeah. Beauty. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you. Thank you. Good chatting. Yeah. Um, and well, we will obviously chat very soon. See you on the lanes. You're going to come join the, the monarchs. Oh, I don't know. Year. You've been trying to twist my arm, haven't I have, you? Yeah. I haven't bowled for like five years, by the way. Yeah, so you've been trying to get me back into it. So we'll see how that goes. <laughs> Bring me in. Yeah. <laughs> you owe me one now. I do owe you one, actually. Yes, now I do owe you one. Maybe. Maybe. Might be a comeback on the cards. Who knows? <laughs> Jamie, thank you so much for your time. Thank, thank you, you for sharing your story. All right. Thank you. Bye. I can't thank Jamie enough for being so open and honest, particularly about some of his childhood memories. I know how much that can affect some people from our community, so it was great to hear Jamie's experiences. If you are an openly out athlete still competing, I would love to hear about your experiences. Please DM us, send us an email, we'll put all of those links in the show notes. There is one thing I have for you to do today for me, and that is to leave us a five-star rating and review in your favorite podcast player. Also, one bonus thing for today, if you can please share this podcast with someone that you know will enjoy it, 
I would be forever grateful. It helps us get to more ears and we can have a greater impact with everything that we're doing. Thank you again for listening. You've been listening to Our Pride by Mr. Gay Pride Australia. I've been, or I am, Dion Alexander. Mm-hmm.